The Old Testament reading is taken from Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 to 27. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. Hi everybody, it's a privilege to be with you, even virtually. I hope you managed to find some real joy this Christmas. I realise it was a very strange one and quite a hard one for a lot of people. And if that was you, if it has been a, a tough few days, then I pray that maybe what we're studying together in God's word this morning will give you some encouragement. Let me pray before we start. Father God, I pray you give me the right words to say right now. And I pray you give us all open hearts and open minds to, to receive what you have for us today. Amen. A few years ago, I found on YouTube a channel. There's a guy who takes Hollywood blockbusters and edits them down to five second films. So the whole film, the whole storyline of the film is told in just five seconds. Perfect for wasting time because it doesn't waste very much. So what I'd like to start with today is my five second version of the Bible. Here's one way that you could summarize the whole story of the Bible in about five seconds. Blessing to curse because of sin. But curse returns to blessing because of the cross. Blessing to curse because of sin. But curse returns to blessing because of the cross. So at the start, God makes a world full of blessing. People live in harmony with each other. People living in harmony with God. The created order, it, it just works. But then Adam and Eve and all of us who follow them turn our backs on God. And as we do that, we turn away from his world and his, his his life of goodness and blessing, and everything starts to break, and relationships between people break, relationships between us and God break, everything starts to fray and twist. And the Lord, in, in one of the saddest parts of the whole Bible, he looks at Adam and he says, cursed is the earth because of you. That's Genesis 3. But then the rest of the Bible tells God's rescue plan how the Lord himself works and fights to restore his creation and his people to a place of blessing. And the centre of that story is the cross of Christ, when Jesus takes on himself all of that sin, all of that curse, and rises again to new life and to bring a new start for the whole world. When you fast forward to the end of the story, Revelation 22, the Lord says, there is no more curse. This cursed earth has been restored to a place of blessing. And the Bible tells us what God is doing, but it also tells us how we can join in, how we can get involved in that master plan. 
And one way that the Lord gives us is to bless others. And there's a, there's a thousand ways we can bless people. But one way is to pray a blessing over them. And I hope that number six will give us some pointers about how we can do that. But before we get into the text, I just want to notice two things. Firstly, this isn't a prayer. Sometimes people talk about this passage of scripture and say it's a prayer, but it's not really. This isn't Aaron, the priest, talking to God and saying, oh God, please bless this people. This is Aaron talking to the people and saying, the Lord bless you. It's not a request, it's a declaration. For some reason, Aaron and the priests who were given this job of blessing people, it's assumed that they had an authority, that when they say, the Lord bless you and keep you, something is going to happen. It just assumes that God is the sort of God who, who loves to bless so much that when someone says, the Lord bless you, something is going to change. This is an authoritative declaration of blessing. The second thing I want us to notice is this. Who is able to do that? And it's really interesting that this job was given to Aaron. Do you remember Aaron? A little bit earlier in the story, it was Aaron who led the people into idolatry and almost led them to destruction. It was him who made the golden calf, which people worshipped. And if it wasn't for Moses' praying, the anger of God was going to be poured out on them. God was ready to forget the people of Israel and, and just start again. But now, a little later, Aaron is being used to bless those same people that he almost led to disaster. He's now being used to bless them. And maybe there's someone listening this morning that really needs to hear that. doesn't matter what you've done or who you've been. God's grace is so huge. It can reach any one of us. It can forgive any one of us. And more than that, it can use any one of us. You can still be used to bring blessing to other people. So with that out of the way, let's, uh, let's dive in, shall we, and have a look at what, the, what this pretty remarkable text has to say to us this morning. There's three sets of blessings here. So set one, the Lord bless you and keep you. Set two, the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. And set three, the Lord lift up his countenance on you, lift up his face on you and give you peace. Set one just starts about as general as you could get. The Lord bless you. Saying that the Lord can bless you in every single area of your life. It's invoking the God of the universe to to become interested on your behalf in all the places that you need it most. And the second part of that blessing is this, the Lord keep you. I, I describe this as blessing with boxing gloves on. This is, is blessing when life is tough. This is blessing when life is hard, 
when you imagine the Lord keeping you, maybe you can imagine it like a, like a, a parent taking their child in their arms and taking them out of some dangerous situation. And the child can still feel all the bumps of the road. They can still feel the danger around them. But in a very real sense, they're being kept. The everlasting arms are around God's children, even in the most dangerous situations. And I realise that 2020, a lot of us are, are pleased to see it gone. It's been a very rough year for many people. And for some people, it might have been the worst year of your entire life. And you can't even bring yourself to imagine that God is blessing you. For some people, that's just not where you're at right now. And to be told that God is blessing you, you might just think, doesn't feel like it. As I've been preparing this message and praying for you, one of my prayers has been this, that maybe this particular part would speak to someone, that you know that the Lord is keeping you, even if you can't understand how, you can't understand why he's letting this happen, you can still feel the everlasting arms around you. You know that he's keeping you. And if that's you, I, I just recommend you get some people around you. Situations like this are always better faced together with other people. So that's the first part. And the second part says this. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Have you ever seen someone with a, with a shining face? You see a lot of them in maternity wards. Go to a maternity ward, look at the dads. Don't look at the mothers, they just look exhausted. But the dads of a newborn baby just holding him or her and their face just shining with, with pride and joy and delight. That's the imagery it's using here, that the Lord would delight in us, in me, in you. And I love the way it's so intricately written, this blessing. It pairs God's face shining on you with this, that he would be gracious to you. This is for people who need grace. This is for people who have done wrong and know they've done wrong. This is for people who need forgiveness. And it puts those two things together, that God would make his face shine upon you and that he would be gracious to you. The same people who need God's forgiveness, they're the people that God looks on with joy, with delight, with pride even. I don't know if you know that, Christy, that old uh, that song, um, but there's a line, uh, I can't even remember who sang it, but there's a line I really like. Who am I? that the eyes which see my sin could look on me with love. When God forgives someone, it, it's not a small thing. It's not that he'll forgive us just enough that we're acceptable, but no more. His work that he did to save us is so expansive, full, gracious, that he looks on us with utter delight with the delight of a, a parent with a newborn child, and a thousand times more. 
And the final part of the blessing is this. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Lifting up his countenance uh, in modern speak, we'd probably just say, keep an eye on you. This is about God turning to look at you. Whatever situation you're in, that God would keep an eye on you, that he'd look after you. And that he'd give you peace. Now, that's a short word, but it's got a world of meaning behind it. In the Bible, God's peace is his, his full harmony poured in every area of life. It's more, far more than just not having conflict. Peace means well-being in every sphere of your life. And here comes one of the verses which I think is maybe the most surprising in this whole blessing. Verse 27. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. When I was a, a little boy, I had a, a, a soft toy frog called Fuzzy, and I took him with me wherever I went until one day I lost him. I was out of the house and I just dropped him on the road somewhere. And I was distraught. I was so upset. Uh, my parents got me a little cuddly toy monkey, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't my fuzzy. And uh, so my parents made some lost frog notices and put them up around the neighborhood. And they drew, drew a little picture of fuzzy and offered a, a chocolate orange as a reward. And then one day I came into the house and in the hall, there was Fuzzy. And I took him and I got one of my parents to write RW on it for Robin Wadey. I put my name on the little label, you know, the little label they've got on the back because he was mine and he'd been lost and he was found and I had him back again and I wanted the whole world to know it and I never wanted to lose him again. That's kind of where the people of Israel were. They'd been slaves in Egypt and with a mighty hand, God had brought them out. They were lost, but now they were found. God had them. He had them back. He was never going to lose them. And he wanted the whole world to know it. And verse 7, he says, I will put my name upon the people of Israel. And how does he put his name on them? He puts his name on them by blessing them. That's what marks out the people of God. That they are people who have been profoundly loved and blessed. That's what marks you out if you are in Christ. If you are in God's people because of Jesus. You might not be more intelligent, you might not be more famous, you might not be more powerful than anybody else. But God has marked you out because you are his loved and his blessed people. Before we close, I just want to give three little pointers how we might use this practically, how we might use this tremendous blessing of scripture 
to be a blessing in our communities today. The first is this, enjoy it, simply to enjoy this blessing. We're told that this was a blessing that the priests were going to pray over the people of Israel. We too have a high priest. Jesus Christ always lives to pray, to intercede for his people. And this blessing gives you a glimpse of his heart for you. So the first thing we do with this text is just to enjoy it, just to sit back and think, wow, this is what God thinks of me. This is God's heart. This is God's desire for me. The second suggestion I have for us using this is to learn it. Learn it by heart. And you'll find something interesting happens when you, when you start to learn uh, parts of scripture by heart. They start to just change the way you think about things. You might find it starting to change your prayer life. It's really interesting that here, twice, the blessing is to do with God's face, seeing God's face. And if you learn this by heart, you might find that as you're praying for people, that's the sort of stuff you're praying for them. Yes, you pray for, for their issues, for their struggles, for the practical issues. But you also find yourself praying that they would know God, that they would have a relationship with God, like someone talking to a friend, that they would see in a spiritual sense, that they would see God's face. So if you want to use this practically, enjoy it, learn it. And then my third idea for you, use it. Could you just use this? Do you know someone that you could pray this for? Maybe it's someone who's in the church, someone who needs some encouragement. Could you take some time to meet with them and pray God's blessing over them? You could either use these words as they are or just pray, pray God's blessing over their lives. Or could you use this with someone currently outside of the church who doesn't yet know Jesus? It's really interesting when Jesus sends out his disciples in Matthew 10 and Luke 10, he tells them to pray a blessing of peace on the houses that they come to. And lots of people think that probably Jesus had in mind something like this when he told them to pray a blessing of peace. So could you use it? Now, there are some people who would just find it weird if you were to start praying a blessing over them. That's okay. But maybe there is someone you know that this would touch them. This would give them a glimpse of the God who is real and who is kind and who is willing to bless. I once was in the park, just that little park next to St. Joseph's. I met a gentleman who'd been having a few struggles in his life. We just got talking. And at the end of it, I just asked if I could pray for him. I didn't use these exact words, but I, I prayed for God's blessing on his life. And I prayed that, he, prayed that he would come to know this God who loved to bless people. And he was very, very thankful. And in the end, he invited me back to his house um, Sadly, I wasn't in England long enough to be able to take him up on his kind invitation. But there are people out in our communities who are desperate for blessing. 
And I believe there are people that something like this would really speak to. So there we have it. I hope you have a fantastic new year. I hope that God meets you in whatever situation you're in. And before I stop, I'd just like to take a moment and pray for God to bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.